hey listeners uh just before you jump into the episode i know this is a dreams episode and you might be worried that it's going to be about hokey things like oh clouds mean that a cat is going to move into your apartment or like if you think about your feet in your dream that means that you're going to win a million dollars we don't talk about that shit because we're very science focused here so keep listening don't be worried we're not going to be hokey and thanks for listening enjoy Hey, listeners, welcome back to Who Knew We Didn't. I hope you guys had a good night's sleep after last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Because we are a podcast where we try to teach you things about psychology and how it affects your daily life. And like we mentioned last week, we're doing a dream series or a sleep and dreams, like just basically nighttime activities series. So I did sleep last week and I got super super fangirled about it. And this week... (laughs) We have Megan doing uh, dreams, and I forgot to say my name is Marta, and my partner in podcast here is Megan. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> if you guys didn't know that already, I didn't get enough sleep last night, so Clearly. I'm scattered. But I'm very excited about today's episode about dreams because I know I have very vivid dreams. Last night I had a dream that my tooth cracked, and then I remembered it on my way over here today, and I was like, "Holy shit, did my tooth crack?" And I like checked all my teeth, and I'm like. It was a dream. That was Good a dream. job, Marta. Whoa. Yeah. I cuz I tend to dream about things that I'm anxious about and I get like nightmares when I'm stressed and stuff. Like the amount of times my my unconscious brain has like killed a member of my family as punishment for like being stressed. Whoa. Is insane. That's intense. Yeah. But anyway, that's Well, I I hope it. to be able to tell you a lot about why you might be dreaming those sorts of things. Today. Yeah, boy. Um okay, so I guess I'll just like go for it. Um Basically, humans have been fascinated by our dreams forever. We've been dreaming forever, and we've always been fascinated by it. Like, even ancient Egyptians recorded their dreams, like, on papyrus and hieroglyphs and shit. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, So, yeah, and for sure, I have always been obsessed. I think, like, that's true of everybody, right? If you're somebody who's had a dream, you're, like, really into and interested in um, analyzing it. I was always interested in analyzing my dreams. You Um, know, when I was, um, like, whenever somebody, not whenever, but, like, a lot of the times when I tell people, like, oh, I studied psych, like, in undergrad, whatever, they're like, okay, what about, what does this dream mean? Instantly, they want you to analyze their dream. I'm like, well, I'm not Freud, so. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to him. Um, Yeah, when I was growing up, I I loved to do that on myself. I loved to do that with my friends. Um, I was really into the idea of dreams, like, being, a prediction of what did you get like one of those dream books uh, my dream sister websites? had a dream dictionary my yes. sister had a dream dictionary she got it when she went away to university she's like nine years older than me so when she would come home for the weekend she'd bring her dictionary home and we'd like talk about the dreams that we had and we'd <sighs> look up the symbols that we dreamt and like decide what it meant and it would be like our friday night thing it was it was always a very fun thing for me um yeah. Uh, so anyway, always really interested in dreams, thought that maybe it would predict the future or like what things meant in my life. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've been really excited to do this episode for a while and tell you listeners about some things that I didn't know about dreaming. So when I started my research, I started with kind of like very generally, why do we dream? And I found a really interesting TED talk that went through basically like Cole's notes of why why do we dream? What I'm are the reasons so for dreaming? Oh, it's really fun. Um, so the first reason why we have dreams is we dream to fulfill 
our wishes. And this is actually something I already knew about dreams. So this is like, I already knew this stuff, but it was the only dream theory that I knew. And it's a Freud void. Like it's all about it's Freud. Just, these are just theories though, right? Like they're yeah, not theories okay. of why we dream. But as we go through, like, this is why we dream. They're theories. They're good theories. Yeah. For a reason. There's like, I would say there's probably no way to prove it, right? Like that this is why. Well, no, I think it's all of these things that I'm about to tell you. We dream okay. for a lot of different reasons. I'm um, shut up now. And one of them is to fulfill our wishes. So uh, this is Freud central, right? Um, our dreams and our nightmares are a collection of images from your daily lives, like your conscious life. And they have, well, as Freud says, they have symbolic meaning that's related to different fulfillment of our un- subconscious wishes. So what we remember when we wake up of our dreams um, are symbolic images of our inner urges and desires. And um, he felt like you analyze the remembered elements to reveal the unconscious desires in our conscious lives so that you can address and resolve any wishes or urges that um, we've been repressing. So that's one dream theory. It's my least favorite of all of the theories. So I got rid of it or I got got through it like right away. Yeah. So, Another reason that we dream, we dream to remember and we also dream to forget, which doesn't mean what you think it means. It didn't mean what I thought it meant when I first got to it. So we dream to remember sleep is necessary. Like we talked about last week, it's Mm -hmm. necessary for a whole whack of reasons. But dreaming while sleeping is actually even better. Um, so this, there was a study conducted by Aaron Wamsley and Bob Stickold at Harvard Med School Division of Sleep Research in 2010. Um, they trained their subjects on a maze and then they tested their ability on that yes. maze five hours later. Yes. Some people were allowed to sleep before being tested on the maze and sleep helped a little bit in terms of them like performing in the maze, but not near as much as having a dream about the maze before going in they found that people who had dreamt about the maze were up to 10 times better than just people who napped and didn't dream or who didn't nap at all before getting to go through the maze so researchers theorize that like certain memory processes really can only occur when we're asleep and that our dreams are a signal that these processes are taking place. I'm so glad I didn't cover this because I was like, I I missed out a big part of like what happens in your brain while you're sleeping, like to your consciousness. And that's what it, yes, go, please go on. Okay. (laughs) Well, the flip side of it. So that's, that's um, one theory um, that, that a dream is like a signal that those processes are taking place. But then another theory is that we dream to forget things. And this doesn't mean what I thought it meant. Um, There are like billions and trillions of connections within the architecture of of our brains. And there's a 1983 theory called reverse learning, which is a a theory of dreaming. And basically, it's that while we're sleeping, mainly in REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement for Mm -hmm. for anyone listening who didn't know, that's what it stands for. um, Your neocortex reviews your neural connections and it dumps what's unnecessary. Just, just gets rid of it. So it's like an unlearning process. And without that unlearning process, which results in your dreams, your brain would be overrun with all those connections and other like parasitic thoughts could upset the other functions that your brain needs to perform, like thinking while you're awake. So basically you dream to drop off unnecessary things from your 
brain so that your brain has more space i kind of just want to like end the episode here that's like a lot of information already it's yeah oh i should go take a nap no (laughs) well you should but let me let me keep talking first um nap later um so another reason that we dream is to keep our brains working and this is the continual activation theory so in this theory basically your dreams result from your brain's need to constantly consolidate and create long-term memories to function and when external input goes below a certain level, like when you go to sleep, your brain starts to pump out data from memory sources. And this appears to us as our thoughts and feelings that we experience during our dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's like your brain is putting up a random screensaver so that your brain um, doesn't shut down completely when you go to sleep. Oh, that's so cool. And it aligns perfectly with like what I talked about in the sleep episode about how the hippocampus is like the inbox of your brain and when you're sleeping you need to empty out the inbox yeah and so like in the meantime so that you're not thinking about other shit it just like starts firing random neurons as like like a screensaver so like don't shut down completely we don't want to turn this computer off it needs to keep functioning but yeah it like this is how I'm going to keep it functioning. I'm just going to play it a screensaver. Also for listeners, um, I'm really strongly fighting the urge to just like let this episode devolve into a discussion of the dreams we've had. Oh, it will get there. I think so. I'm sure it will get there. Like, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> or know maybe not. And, and like for the record, tell us about your crazy dreams. <laughs> if you guys want to tweet at us, hashtag WKWD. Um, hashtag crazy dream I had hashtag whatever the fuck you want to hashtag it just yeah. make sure it gets to us <laughs> like this oh we're so into that kind of those kinds of stories yeah oh i feel like everybody's into talking about their dreams i've never met a person who was like i don't want to tell you about it well unless the dream was bad but like who didn't want to engage in a conversation about dreams even if it wasn't to share their own like it's fascinating people are fascinated by yes yeah. although um, i know people get annoyed when i tell them my dreams all the time like uh, Calvin. You I'll can tell up. me your dreams all the time. <laughs> I'll wake up and I'm like, Calvin, you cheated on me in my dream. He's like, okay. And I'm like, I'm mad at you. Can you rectify the situation? Like, I'll be like actually upset when we, I wake up. We will get there too. Oh, yes. We will okay, get there sorry. too. Because that's I'm another. All over the yeah. place. Um, okay. So, so next though, uh, another reason that we dream is to rehearse. And this is the basis of nearly all of my dreams. I like blew up when I found this so i'm really glad you're still here that you didn't actually blow i know up. i know right um so this is the primitive instinct rehearsal theory and it's dreams involving threats and dangers like they're very oh, common right how often do you have these. like yeah um it could be a nightmare or like a scary dream it's often very anxiety filled like you're being chased by something like there's a threat around you there's a bear there's a killer there's a rapist you know there there's some sort of threat um you could be fighting off danger um like have you ever had a dream where you fought something because i constantly fucking dream about fighting you've told me about those dreams where you've like nancy drewed your shit out always yeah yeah i have a lot of chasing dreams either me being chased or somebody that i have to chase and it's like pure survival my brain goes into survival mode and like i just tear that shit up yeah i've had like problem solving dreams where you have to solve this before you can do this or like you have to do this we will get there too yeah um so so basically uh we dream to like stay on our toes it's like you're literally you're rehearsing your fight or flight responses so that it 
that they remain dependable in case you need to use them when you're awake. Um, it might not be a nightmare, though. Like a, a lot of them, I think if you're having a very anxious dream, probably you would think of that as being a nightmare, but it might not be. Even sex dreams could be for practice, too. It's like a reproductive instinct. Are you rehearsing them or are you exhausting them? Or are because, you like, fulfilling wishes? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, like, if because we don't have to use our fight or flight, like, in regular society, is your brain like, oh, well, I need to use this up? Oh, no. And I think we do have to use our fight or flight. We don't use it the same way that, you know, uh, primitive humans did. Mm. But I exercise my, like, quick reaction to situations at work, even, like, being able to go True. into, like, tackle mode. True. Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining you like actually tackling clients. Exactly. And that would be hilarious. <laughs> like all I'm fighting them as if they're a ninja. That's how you it's should think of it always it now. That's how you should listen or think about it. Yeah. You'll fight them like a ninja, like very skilled and like tactfully. And mine is more like I'm just a bulldozer. I just like get into my bulldozer and I'm like, nope. If it's effective. Um, <laughs> uh, now, I think you in particular will be really fascinated by this dream theory. Um, we dream to heal. So your brain's stress transmitters are way less active in REM sleep. Even if you're dreaming about something scary, like if you're having a nightmare, it's still like your stress transmitters are lower. Um, so another theory of dreaming is that it takes the edge off traumatic experiences, which gives your brain a chance to heal from huh. psychological trauma. So when you review a traumatic experience in a dream, when there's less mental stress, it might give you the different perspective on the experience that you need and give you a chance to process things in a more psychologically healthy way. And this is really fascinating because um, people with PTSD or certain mood disorders often have trouble sleeping, right? And this has led some scientists to wonder if a lack of dreaming could be a, tr a contributing factor to the illness. So I'm not totally sure I, how I feel about that specifically, but it is really interesting to think about like the other reasons that we that we dream that we've already talked about so far how they could contribute to this point like if we're dreaming to forget for example your brain needs to dump out thoughts or it could be overwhelmed and like there's too much thinking going on when you're awake or we dream to uncover some unconscious wish or we dream to rehearse something um if your dream is to struggling with something traumatic that you witnessed, and this is something your unconscious is holding on to, so you mm. need to like wrestle with it in mm -hmm. your dreams to find a way to make sense of it. And yeah, it's it's an interesting idea, and we'll we'll come back to this topic a little bit in a bit more time uh, when we talk about another aspect to dreaming that I'm excited to drop. Uh, but just interesting, and and hold on to this one for about I don't know 10, 15 minutes. So no questions. Not not just yet. Okay. Okay. And and I'll move on for a bit. We, we will come back to it, though. Um, the last reason I want to mention for why we dream is to solve problems. So when you're dreaming and you aren't constrained by, you know, reality, reality and logic, your brain can find limitless scenarios to help you approach challenges and find solutions that you might not consider while you're awake. Um, the Committee of Sleep... Uh, which is run by John Steinbeck. Oh, yeah, um, I'm on the board of the committee. Oh, yeah, are you? Good, good. <laughs> it sounds like something that I'd love to be on a board yes, of. Yes, absolutely. It's <laughs> Sleep's my favorite. I should run the committee of sleep. <laughs> um, the research has demonstrated um, the positive effects on dreaming 
or of dreaming on problem solving. So like, again, we dream to remember things like the maze. Um, So sometimes the best solution to a problem is to sleep on it. That is, I definitely, yeah. Gives you a new perspective, helps with problem solving. Um, And like I say, I think that all of those theories are legit. Like they're all different theories for why we dream. And I'm totally fine to accept all of them because I can find... uh, connections to all of them yeah like anecdotal evidence and also it closely ties in with like all the benefits we know we get from sleep yeah we know we get cognitive benefits from good balanced sleep which involves REM REM sleep sleep. which is where you dream yeah so if it's the dreams specifically that are doing it or sleep specifically that's doing it and dreams are a byproduct like I don't care those dream theories sound like they make a lot of sense to me they do in a very unscientific method I am accepting these theories because they apply directly because they seem legit yeah because <laughs> they seem legit well and like there's legit research backing them up so they seem legit for a reason um so now that i've talked about some of the reasons why we dream i want to talk more about how our dreams are associated with our behavior when we wake up uh, <laughs> <laughs> i should have really waited with that calvin anecdote no no we're, we're gonna get there so i again i found another ted doc that that went into this and it was uh by a man named dr dylan selterman i think is how you say his last name um so what i learned here is like yes we we dream about people we know we dream about like situations we know and sometimes we dream about the people we know and you have a fight with them and then you're mad at them when you wake up Mm-hmm. Or you dream about someone being upset with you for something that you did in your dream and you end up waking up feeling really guilty. Super guilty. Yeah, really awful, right? So uh, Dr. Salterman, he wanted to study this. And so he and some colleagues did a study where they asked 61 people to track their dreams for two weeks and track their daily activity with their romantic partners. And in total, they got 842 dream reports. I'm so excited about where this is going. 220 dream reports, that's about 25%, contained the romantic partner in the dream. And of those, 46% of the time, it was a positive interaction, and 23%, it was a conflict. What was it the other percent were missing? We don't, that doesn't add up to 100. Um, I don't know, maybe they were just in the dream. Just neutral? Yeah. Um, 106 reports, that's 13%, contained cheating uh, or other partners. Um, so that's just like some statistics in terms of like what the dream reports showed. Um, so what happens when you wake up after those dreams where like you've cheated or they've cheated or you've had a positive interaction or you've had a fight? Um, how do you feel towards your partner? And like, would it cause you to reconsider actions or relationships or behaviors? Would it cause you to read more into something they say to you the next day? You know, any of those things. And when people have this kind of conflict in their dream, people had more conflict with their partners the next day. And this was controlling for what had happened the previous day. So it's not like this was a couple where they were having fights for three days Mm -hmm. and then they had a bad day the next day after having a bad dream. It was like controlling for the fact that they weren't, there isn't like some other conflicting factor from the previous day. This um, just you saying like they're controlling for it. It brings up, like how cool and how scary statistics are just for me because you can like you can take the correlation of a fight the day before with a fight the next day like you can take that kind of a correlation and subtract that correlation from like your final data which is crazy that you can just like be okay I'm going to take 13 percent 
out of this and like is it still statistically significant just like it's cool yeah because then it helps you get cleaner data because you can control for variables and whatever but it's also scary because you can really manipulate your data but that's very cool about the dreams predicting well not predicting not predicting but like affecting yeah Yeah. basically the results boiled down to if they had jealousy betrayal or arguments in their dream they had more conflict the next day with their partner and if they had infidelity in the dream they had less love with their partner the next day i wonder i wonder if these are like unconscious precursors which like you're already feeling worried about the fidelity of your partner and so it causes you to dream this and so then manifests but if they were controlling for things like but like for other factors like if they were controlling for like arguments sure but that doesn't necessarily mean like what if calvin and i had a great day but i'm still worried that he's gonna cheat on me and then it comes out in my dream i don't know i think this is sort of a a digression but like um about there's always kind of there's always some kind of not concerned, but like there's some part of you that wonders what would happen if your partner cheated on you. Yeah. Or what would happen if you cheated on your partner, even if you have no desire to do so and you trust that they have no desire to do so. You you're still, still going to consider it yeah. in your waking life. Yeah. I'm just wondering about like the direction of causality or like what it is. Like, does your brain just like randomly make your partner cheat on you? Or is there anything that makes them cheat on you in your brain before? Like, why do you have that dream in the first place? Do you know what um, I mean? Maybe you're like trying to fulfill an unconscious desire either to an unconscious desire to have sex with somebody else or maybe you have like an unconscious thing burning in Fear. you that worries about being cheated on. Yeah. So there's like that unconscious thing. Yeah. And then like bring, your brain bringing it to the forefront creates a real problem. Or maybe it's a random screensaver and you watched a movie yesterday knows? where yeah. somebody yeah. cheated on their partner sorry i'm just like too inquisitive no no sometimes that's good this is the point this is the point of the dream (laughs) conversation is to wonder about to analyze your dreams and wonder about like why um so yeah uh, i do want to mention one more thing about sex dreams so sex dreams did also have a correlation with the next day's behavior but the results that it changed on um whether or not the relationship was happy or unhappy. So if you are having a sex dream and the relationship was good, the next day's love feelings go up. But if you're having a sex dream and like things are negative in your relationship and then you have a sex dream, the next day's love feelings go down. I think I can like kind of explain that out, but it's go for it. Well, just like, because if you are having a bad time in your relationship and you're not having good sex and then you have a dream about like what it could be like, it oh, makes maybe. you so much more bitter or like when you're hanging around like other couples who are happy and you're like severely dysfunctional in your relationship, you're like, oh, well, it should be like that or like it could be like that, but it's not. And like, or maybe so it makes you, you more feel bitter. bad about it. Like if you are angry at your partner, but then you have a dream where you had sex with them, you feel like you even though it didn't happen you feel like you like gave up yeah or like oh like dream you is so much better than real you maybe 
I don't know. So like, it's kind of like, I'm just reverse applying. Like it's the whole hindsight is 2020 thing, right? Like now that you've said that, I'm like, oh yeah, it makes sense. But like, if you said it the other way, I would have been like, oh, it makes sense too. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like a lot of the things, uh, Calvin does that to me a lot. Like when I was telling him all the sleep study stuff, I was like, and sleep does this and sleep does that. He's like, oh, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah, it makes sense. I'm like, shut up. This is all new to you. Like, well, yeah. And like, yes, it makes sense when I say it, but yeah. did it make sense before I said it? Would you have like drawn this conclusion before I pointed out that it was sleep or like did you know how massive everything like all of these effects were anyway I digress um so why do dreams affect the next day's behavior um basically we we don't know this is like kind of an unsolved misery misery it's it's unsolved unsolved misery misery. it's a mysterious misery that (laughs) has not been solved yet and there are competing theories as to why um the first that I'm going to mention is by a man named Patrick McNamara. And his theory says that dreams evolved to facilitate social attachment bonds, like especially with parents and children and with romantic partners. Um, Dreams evolved to help us solve problems like we talked about earlier. And that helps you get a new perspective and learn to adapt to emotionally challenging situations. Um, So the study of the 3D maze is a good example of this. But another good example is a study done on dreams and and problem solving specifically. Uh, It's by a man named William Demet. And this was done in 1972. He gave 500 students a brain teaser and told them to think about it for 15 minutes before going to sleep. Mm -hmm. This is really cool. Um, Here's the brain teaser. O-T-T-F F forms the beginning of an infinite sequence. Find a simple rule for determining any or all successive letters. And according to that rule, what are the next two letters? So that's the, that's the um, brain teaser. Mm-hmm. Hold so, on. I'm just going to go take a nap. <laughs> well, yeah. Out of 500 students, 87 dreams um came out of that about the brain teaser and a handful of people actually solved it and one person's like dream explanation of how they got to it like it was really cool so i'm going to tell you about it um one person dreamt that they were in an art gallery and they began counting the paintings on the wall one two three four five but then they got to the sixth and the seventh and the paintings had been ripped out of the frames and six and seven is the answer SS is the next two letters. One, two, <gasps> three, four, five. Isn't oh, that that's fucked? so cool. Yeah, I know. So to explain it to listeners who might not be on our saving brain length. One uh, starts with O, o. Two starts with T. Three starts with T. Four, four and five. five F, F, F. Six and seven. S, S and S, S are the next two letters. Yeah. So that was the brain teaser. And somebody's dream like clipped them to that's so amazing getting it yeah i was thinking Um, dna because i know there's t in dna and s in dna but oh well it's not the answer anything else um (laughs) (laughs) all right um yeah you didn't let me nap (laughs) that's true i should have let you nap um yeah so Crazy, crazy. Uh, And another crazy example, sleep researcher Rosalind D. Cartwright uh, found that when looking at women suffering from depression after a divorce, they are actually less depressed 
and more emotionally healthy at a future follow-up if they dreamt about their ex-partners beforehand. So Hmm. like women who incorporated the thing that stressed them out into their dreams were better off in the long run, even if the content of the dream was negative. It's that like, I dream to rehearse and I dream to solve problems. But one other thing that I want to say, it's sort of a side note, but it's really fucking cool. Uh, Dreams can be responsible for a creative spark. Uh, For example, apparently Paul McCartney dreamt the song yesterday. Oh, cool. Way cooler than that. The guy who created the periodic table of elements yes, did yes, yes, so yes, yes. because he dreamt that the elements all came to him and organized themselves yes. according to their atomic mass. Because he was wondering how he could organize them. I heard this fact too. He was like, I need to organize them all, but there's like nothing that makes sense. And then he just like dreamt it. Yeah. And that made me think of, I don't know, have you seen Back to the Future? Yeah. Because... Doc Brown comes up with the like key to time travel in a dream. Yes. And honestly, some of my best ideas like for songs or like melodies that like I'd like to, if I were ever to write a song like that I'd like to create come to me when I'm falling asleep or like just waking up, like there will be a song in my dream and I'm like, oh, I need to. So like there's so many voice recordings on my phone where I'm just like humming a melody and I'm like (laughs) so sleepy in it. (laughs) That's cool. Like this one is called sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. <laughs> That's it's, really cool. They're really lame. And they auto-upload onto my computer, into my iTunes, and then they join my library. So I'll be listening to my music, and then all I hear is like, this song is called, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> that was like, not a creative spark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know why I thought this was so good. It's terrible. Anyway. Uh- Anyway, um, yeah, so that's what I came up with for why do we dream and how do dreams affect our like next day behavior. And now I want to talk about something that's a little bit different, but fucking cool. And it's something that happens to me when I dream um, lucid dreaming. So mm-hmm. I want to ask, have you ever had a lucid dream or do you know what a lucid dream is? Uh, it feels like um, it, like it feels real. Is that what it is? Like it feels like sort of it's a better way of saying it is you are conscious while you're dreaming okay so like you are aware that you're having a dream isn't that when you're like super exhausted like sleep deprived uh no because you might be awake if you're sleep deprived you might just be awake and think you're in a dream but this is where the lines blur um anyway (laughs) i got that's cute. Um, <laughs> Megan anyway. like waved her arms around, just like this is where the lights, like kind of like a magician, like ooh, ooh blurred, yeah. blurred. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, basically, yes, lucid dreaming is uh, being. It's like being awake while you're dreaming, or like, yeah, the best way of saying it is being conscious that you're having a dream, and it seems to occur most exclusively in REM sleep, which is the most vivid and like that's when your most vivid and immersive dreams occur is in REM sleep. Um, and oh, when you can like guide your dream. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, yes, I've had those. Exactly. So when you're, yeah, when you're dreaming and, or pardon me, when you're having a lucid dream, you can refocus and reshape your dream. So sort of like the movie Inception a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you just explore your dream as it is. And that's usually what I do. I don't really change the settings of my dream when I have a lucid dream, but I do like... Say, explore oh, the I dream go look in, at this. in a new yeah. way yeah um lucid dreaming is a learnable skill <gasps> roughly 20 percent of the population has had at least one spontaneous lucid dream a month which is cool holy yeah um 
And there are cognitive techniques that you can learn to apply so that you can have lucid dreams deliberately. Um, a lot of people practice lucid dreaming, um, flying, magic, stuff like that. That's what, um, those are the two for me. Like as soon as I realize I'm in a dream, like it's flying or it's magic. Yeah. That's where it goes for me. And I always know I'm going to wake up because I am not good at flying anymore or my magic is like not working the way it used to. And like, there will be times where I'm like soaring around in the air and then I know I'm going to wake up because I can only get like a few feet off the ground. That's so cool. Um, I've had it before. Like sometimes when I'm falling asleep, I purposely give like I give myself something that I want to dream about. So like when I was a kid and I had trouble falling asleep, it was always I would choose whatever songs in my head and make a music video for it. Always. That's really cool. (laughs) Like that was just like. I would make a music video and like I knew how to dance in my dreams and stuff like that. So like that was that. Or um, I've had it where <laughs> <That's> adorable. <laughs> and I, I still knew do how it to sometimes. dance in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, I, I still do it sometimes where I'm like, "Fuck, I can't fall asleep." I'm like, "Guess it's music video time." Like, <laughs> right on. Um, or sometimes I've had it where you wake up in the middle of a dream and you're, it's like it's honestly like a murder mystery. You're like, "I need to find out who the fuck did it." So you go back to sleep like trying to dream about that dream and I've had it where I can dream about that dream yeah. but like I'm still awake enough to yeah like solve it. guide the dream yeah, yeah. I've oh. totally had that there was one really horrible dream that I had um and it uh, I it became lucid and then I woke up from it which was good because it was a bad dream but I dreamt that like I was with my nieces in a house and it was not a crack den but it was a house of like not good things and like there was danger in the house and I knew that somebody in the house was a predator and I had to like save all my nieces basically Mm -hmm. yeah and and like I became conscious that it was happening and then was gonna like do something about it but then I woke up anyway that's good that you uh, yeah it was good because it it was not a good dream it Mm -hmm. was a really scary dream um I don't like when I dream about my family because it's almost always threatening and I can handle a lot of like scary situations in my dream I normally love scary situations in my dreams because you're I hate it oh is I don't think it's weird I think it's so weird that you like scary things oh man (laughs) it's so exhilarating it's like a adrenaline rush i have a friend who also like loves horror movies and yes. stuff and he's like oh do you want to go see like the next paranormal i'm like do you want to see tell me him to die? call me like i have enough stress in my regular life <laughs> remember I what it. i said about chaos like this, is, this level of chaos in my head is normal for me it's like this is a safe way to experience something like nuts this is a safe way to experience something really thrilling and exhilarating and i don't have to put myself in danger but i get to experience all of it have you ever woken up crying yes i hate those yeah and it happens when i'm really stressed and like i know that i'm really stressed because of my dreams like i'll figure out that my body's under like high levels of like cortisol and whatever when i wake up like weeping um i've only woken up weeping when i was weeping in my dream yeah well i'm weeping in my dream because my dreams like kill my dad oh or like my dreams do like one time i was crossing the street with my dog in my dream and my dog got run over Mm -hmm. yeah and you guys have seen my dog if you follow our instagram yeah it's and i'm like i am stressed and i'm lacking sleep and my dreams are making me lack more sleep (laughs) like why does that happen megan tell me um well, I don't know, but um, 
let me keep talking about <laughs> about lucid dreaming for a second and yes. then maybe i'll have some hope for you by the end of this okay. conversation okay. okay um so uh, like i talked about earlier the primitive instinct rehearsal theory um we dream so we can learn and so we can rehearse situations which is especially true when you're dreaming about potentially stressful or like very realistic scenarios oh i can learn magic and reverse the death of my family maybe okay maybe careful about that though your dream might make death come back and be a bad thing anyway um (laughs) there was a study done at stanford university in the early 80s by sleep researcher stephen labersh and i don't know if that's how you actually say his last name. I definitely don't know how to spell it because I got it from a TED talk, but I think it's Steve. Sorry. Um, He wanted to scientifically verify the existence of lucid dreams because up until this time, even though people like reported the experience, there was no like data that showed this is real. So this is how lucid dreams got like proven. It's almost like, you know, the questions that I'm going to (laughs) ask because you're already (laughs) good. We're good. We've been doing this for long enough. It's, yeah. it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our dream eye movement mirrors our actual eye movements when we're asleep. Mm-hmm. So when you're a dream, uh, when you're sleeping and you're having a dream and your eyes go left, right, left, right, your eyes in real time go mm-hmm. left, right, left, right while they're closed. Like your eyes move the same in the dream as they do in real life because it's REM sleep, right? Rapid eye movement. Um so this is really interesting and it's very useful. And this Labersh guy, he decided to use this as a way to test lucid dreaming subjects and instruct them to make specific eye movements while they're asleep so they could communicate that they were lucid. So he basically like trained them to make a specific eye movement when they were lucid and then do the eye movement again when they wake up. That's insane. Yes. And... So the TED talk that I watched showed like the the example of the brain waves for the one of the test subjects. It was crazy fascinating. Um, so along with the left, right, left, right eye movement of one of the sleep test subjects, um, once he was in REM sleep, the subject made the like left, right, left, right. Hey, I'm lucid. I signal. And then a few moments later, he made that signal again to say, hey, I'm awake. But then the rest of the brain waves that they collected showed that he was clearly still in REM sleep. Oh, that's so And cool. a few minutes later, he did the eye signal again, but he messed up. So he corrected it, and that's when he woke up. And the brain wave and muscle movements showed that like he had actually woken up. So researchers ran into the room and were like, yo, what were you just dreaming about? Like, what just happened? And mm-hmm. the guy said... I was having a dream that I was in the sleep lab and I successfully signaled that I was lucid dreaming. But then a few moments later, he only dreamt that he woke up, which is why he made the eye signal again, because he thought he woke up. But so he like dreamt in his dream he woke up and the researcher came in and ripped off the all all of the electrodes off his head. And he was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you know, just come in here and rip my electrodes off. Mm -hmm. And he realized he was still dreaming. So... He went to make the lucid signal again, but then he messed up. Like, he was thrown off. He made a mistake first. So then he waited for a moment so that the real sleep researchers in the lab would know he was lucid still. And then he woke up. Like, that's how lucid you can be in your dream. Like, he was like, oh, no, I'm not in the real sleep researcher lab i'm in a dream sleep researcher lab but i need to tell the real sleep researchers what's happening 
Inception. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so basically that showed that lucid dreaming was real. And That's up, wild. up until then it was like kind of questionable, even though people had been reporting it forever. Yeah. Um, so we've like, there are all these techniques that have been like built up to try and train people to do lucid dreaming, to see how lucid dreams could be used to complement other cognitive therapies. So this is where we're going to talk about PTSD again and the um, dreaming to heal. So, for example, a PTSD patient is having recurring nightmares. Training that person to be able to have a lucid dream could help them control the nightmare. So it could like treat that nightmare, maybe help them get a better night's sleep. And it could also be a mental rehearsal sort of thing, like help them overcome whatever it was they were struggling with, like overcome that that challenge. Um, and another example is an athlete could use lucid dreaming to yes. mentally prepare for a big upcoming sporting event or like an actor could like use it to prepare for a performance they're about to do. Um, also like like problem solving, visualization techniques, like it's it's... It's not um, formally part of any psychiatric practice that I could find, but it's a really cool area of study. And it's an area of study that a lot more um, study and research is needed to test and prove its effectiveness. But like, how fucking cool is that? You want to know, so with regards to like practice and mental practice and visualizations, the dream visualizations are similarly effective as like just athletes visualizing the moves they have to do before going out onto the field so there's like physical practice is quite beneficial but just visualizing it also has a huge benefit so like athletes or like fighters i think the study was like specifically on fighters who rehearsed mentally before going out into the ring did better than those who did not rehearse mentally huh. before going out into the ring well and we and learned that in our sports psychology episode that like yeah. those visualizations visualization techniques are like yeah effective yeah yeah and they talk about that in the joe rogan episode with matt walker as well that like the sleep visualizations are also very closely linked to like huh conscious visualizations so like joe rogan said he's like yeah i rehearse like fighting in my sleep and like what you said in the episode last week that um your brain uh transfers muscle memory yeah at like hyperspeed yeah yeah and what's interesting that i forgot to mention during sleep like or during my sleep episode actually it links more closely to yours you said we can practice things without the constraints of reality your brain paralyzes your body so that you can safely dream because imagine if you oh, were God. Yeah, dreaming that you're like jumping off a cliff and or doing fighting this thing. A ninja. yeah like you would wake up and taylor would be pulverized Yes, he would. Right? So, like, (laughs) your body, your brain actually paralyzes your body while you're sleeping. For that reason. Yeah. Wow. Which is probably why they used eye movements for your study. Yeah. Other than, like, give me the finger (laughs) to show you're lucid dreaming. Yeah. Craziness. Um, That's really cool. And so now, listeners, I want to tell you. If you're interested, I hope you are at this point. I want to tell you how maybe you could learn to lucid dream. Yeah, boy. Um, So basically, it's engage your dreams. Um, Even if it's a nightmare, engage it. But there are some dream awareness techniques that you can learn. There's a few different um, awareness techniques. So dream recall is really important. You have to be able to, like, remember your dreams. So if you are somebody that wants to, like, get into this you should start a dream diary to like 
um, build up your dream recall. So as you continue your dream journal, identify and learn to recognize your personal dream signs. So like recurring situations or events that you notice in your dreams happening more and more or being chased by something or chasing something. That would be one of mine when I like get to there. Mm -hmm. That could be my cue. Oh, this is the thing that happens to me all the time in my dreams. Now, when I like have a chasing dream, I'll recognize that I'm in a chasing dream and I could maybe control it. Um, Joe, Joe Rogan uses knocking on the side of a door. Yeah. Reality checks. Yeah. Literally, this is my next point. So every few hours, uh, ask yourself if you're awake um, or if you're dreaming and then perform a reality check. So knock on a door, apparently, or pinch your nose or look at the time and then look away and then look back again. Because when you dream or even a page of text, because when you dream um, like text or time, it would be blurry or nonsensical or it changes. So in a dream, you might look at the clock and say it's four o'clock p.m. And then you look away and you look back and it says it's 7 a.m. or huh. something like that. Huh. Yeah. So um Another mindfulness technique apparently is just tell yourself uh, before you go to sleep, I will be aware that I'm dreaming. And it's sort of like a mnemonic device for dreaming. Huh. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, now, other uh, techniques, this isn't a mindfulness technique or an awareness technique. This is um, a, a different approach, but it's focusing on REM sleep. So lucid dreams happen during REM sleep. So you have to try and increase the amount of REM sleep that you get, which can be as simple as just really sticking to a daily sleep schedule and to sleep long enough that you wake up feeling very well rested. So mm -hmm. fucking go to sleep, y'all get your seven hours if you didn't if, if you didn't listen to last week's episode and you don't care about all the many health benefits yeah. just get enough sleep so you can have some lucid dreams if after listening to last week's episode you're still not getting enough sleep what you doing what's wrong <laughs> call a friend call your mom get some sleep um yeah so so that's that's one thing just like make a sleep schedule and stick to it so that your body can like get on a good REM cycle. Um, or if you're, if you wake up in the middle of the night, especially if you were having a dream, concentrate on the dream and fall asleep again. And if you remember the dream you were having, you can recall it and fall back asleep, kind of imagining yourself continuing the dream. Marta dusts off her shoulders here. Like, Would you look at that? Yeah. That's exactly um, what I've done. Yeah. And even if it takes a while to happen, you've got a pretty decent champ chance at a lucid dream if if uh if you do that um and Wait, then another was it was it nsync no somebody had a song 98 degrees somebody had a song about lucid dream oh i'm gonna google it you better google it because i listened to a lot of nsync it's and like 98 degrees in my pop, youth. pop music uh, while you Google that, I'm going to tell everybody about another concentration technique. Um, if your mind wanders while trying to catch the dream or if you don't remember the dream at all, instead, try focusing on movement of your fingers, like use a pattern of small movements such as like index finger up, middle finger down, middle finger up, index finger down, like huh. just like make yourself a little like rhythm and repeat that rhythmic movement until you fall asleep. No, it wasn't lu lucid dream. I think it was liquid dream. Oh, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving right along. By, by O-Town. Oh, of course it's by O-Town. Oh, remember the show Making the Band? Yes, actually. Yeah, yes. I was into that. 
just for that one season. It was terrible every other season. I mean, who's to say it was good during O Town? Uh, well, I mean, I was invested. Yeah. That's so, true. like, how do you how do you measure good? Anyway. <laughs> Some other techniques, um, just additional techniques not really related to any of the other ones I've I've mentioned so far. Uh, meditation can help you in your ability to have a lucid dream, apparently. Hmm. Um, learning to prolong a lucid dream as it starts to fade. So, and I was just talking about this. A common experience when you're having a lucid dream is waking up doing, due to the excitement that you're having a lucid dream. Or, or just like, like your magic you, is fading. Yeah, my magic is fading. And so as soon as I start to notice my magic is fading, I'm like, oh no, I'm waking up, I'm waking up. And then you wake up. Um, yeah, so usually you'll get some sort of warning beforehand. The dream feels unstable or you begin to notice sensations from the real world. Maybe you like hear someone talking or you hear your radio alarm going off mm-hmm. or something like that. So what this... Um, source that I found recommended is try spinning your dream body around or have your dream body fall backwards because apparently some people report that this helps although the reason is unknown I don't know I don't know about that that. it sounds a little hokey um or another one was in the dream rub your hands together because (laughs) I think the idea is like it could distract you from the sensation of your actual body or it could distract you from the like recognizing that you're having a lucid dream and you could stay in it or these are like actual things that you can do in your dream like they're like actionable items even though i hate the word actionable well i mean like give it a go if you still wake up you wake up but if it works fucking it with my alarm i try to like because it's a radio so it plays music i try to incorporate that into my dream oh yeah and like one that i was actually successful with was an ed sheeran song recently or like a few weeks ago and i was like i'm not waking up fuck you alarm and like (laughs) then i'm late for work (laughs) so but i incorporated it good for you thanks how mindful how Um, much of a sloth am i that i just don't wake up in the morning you're one of many (laughs) including this one over here anyway another one and this for sure has helped me play video games um i don't know why and but like lots of people report this so it's not sort of a like scientifically proven thing but it's like at least a lot of people fucking report this um but yeah, for me, I think it's um, it's especially like the ability to control a character, maybe. Yeah, sort of the ability to control a character. But like playing a video game gives me an idea of how to move through a screen or like a virtual thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so like uh, Far Cry, uh, GTA, like a lot of games where and maybe this is why I have fucking chasing in like high tension games mm-hmm. or dreams dreams um, is because these are the games that I'm playing or something. But um yeah or uh you you for me it gives me perspective of like how to move through the dreams and i have like sometimes i recognize that i'm having a lucid dream because i recognize the like feeling of moving through my dream you know this reminds me of a study study that i want us to do it's about the tetris effect like playing tetris and i'll just leave it there yes down let's do it (laughs) (laughs) that's all you needed to say um Now, some other suggestions are to take special vitamins or sleep aids or getting a light alarm, but I am personally of the mind that as soon as someone starts to try and sell you something to enhance whatever it's trying to enhance, you should be skeptical because that seems like bullshit to me. And if 
you know, people have been having lucid dreams since the dawn of time. Why do I need a fucking light alarm? So I have I, a light alarm. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I no, just not shit for, on it. Not anything to do with like lucid dreams, but I have it because I have a really fucking hard time waking up. Oh. And so it's easier if it's not dark in my room at the oh. time that I'm supposed to be waking up. Fair. Because I have blackout curtains. So one of the techniques was get a light alarm and have it wake you up in your like uh, oh. REM or oh. something like that. And then, or like, oh, if no. you had a light alarm and it went off at the time that you should be in REM sleep, then that would be like the trigger to your dream no. self. Yeah, that I think is hokey. No, no, I just use it because I'm a sloth, <laughs> as I've mentioned. <laughs> and you need to wake up. Yeah, I need sun. that light. Yeah. And Calvin hates it because it starts to brighten up like 30 minutes before your actual alarm goes. So it's like a gentle like sunrise. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Yeah, for me it is because I don't, notice it but calvin like starts waking up the moment it starts getting lighter because like i guess his evolutionary instincts are stronger versus me i'm like well keep sleeping yes and incorporate that ed sheeran song that is blaring (laughs) (laughs) into my dream (laughs) um cool anyway lucid dreaming is cool give it a go if you're interested it's super fun i've yeah i think it's fun um even in a nightmare it's fun you can conquer it. So uh, last thing I want to mention is what if you're someone who doesn't dream? Is that bad? And what does that mean? You're the devil. So (laughs) first of all, you might be dreaming and you're just not remembering your dreams. So it could just be that your dream recall is poor and keep a dream journal, train yourself, whatever, but like, don't be too worked up about it. Sleep has a huge amnesic effect, amnesic effect too. Yeah. So, Um, but legit, if you're truly not dreaming, it could be a signal that you are not getting enough REM sleep. So it could be a sign of your overall sleep health that you aren't dreaming. Because of marijuana and alcohol, yes. if you smoke a lot of pot and then you stop smoking, like if you quit smoking, people report having like vivid, vivid, dreams. vivid, vivid dreams after they've stopped smoking. Interesting. And it's because of this. Yeah, so so not getting enough REM sleep, it means you could be susceptible to a whole host of emotional and physical health issues. Basically, go listen to last week's episode, but yeah. shorthand, irritability, depression, weight gain, hallucinations, memory troubles, immune system breakdowns, and even a loss of spirituality. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Um, so some solutions. Most of the things that interrupt our sleep cycles are self-induced. So like Marta was just saying, um, you lose sleep when you, pardon me, you lose sleep when you drink too much alcohol. If you smoke weed before bed, like just maybe cut it or draw it back. Um, or, you need to cut it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or if you left your phone on a really loud uh, setting under your pillow or something, or you were, you know, like you're overstimulating yourself before bed or something like that. Just like look at the choices you make around your sleep time leading up to your sleep time and try and like make healthier choices to give yourself a better night's sleep make it cold in the room yeah yeah and apparently warm hands and feet like wear mitts and socks have you ever tried to fall asleep when your toes are frozen uh yeah i always tuck them under yes whoever's next to me uh me too taylor hates it but i also something that works is if you pull all your sheets out from yeah, under your thing your, and then you yes. wrap your oh, sheets yes. under and it makes a little like warmth cocoon for your toes so uh 
Yeah, that's that's what I learned about dreams. I learned a, that's a awesome. lot of things I didn't know about dreams. And are they going to tell the future or anything like that? No, it doesn't make you a psychic. Um, but all of the aspects to this psychology of dreaming just kind of show that it's worth paying attention to your dreams. And for whatever reason, like just see what it's telling you. Um Maybe it'll be a new interesting perspective. Maybe it'll help you with problem solving. Maybe it'll just be a sign that your sleep health is a-okay. Um, but yeah, sleep's important. Dreams are awesome. That's the dope. end. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's everything for today. Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for sticking with us for our sleep and dream series. We we're very excited to do it. Um, and our hashtag is WKWD on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, please tweet at us. I really just want to start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we want to hear about your dreams. We want to hear about your sleeps. We want to hear about it. Yeah. About everything. Um, also, our social media is who knew we didn't everywhere. We are who knew we didn't on Gmail. If you want to email us, Patreon. We are on Twitter. Who knew we didn't everything. Did you Facebook. say Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, Facebook, All that Instagram. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's about it. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.